about to get started here. How about... What? <clears throat> I've got uh, my uh, new setup here at the uh, camper. I'm no longer at the, uh, at the house, so I'm having to do a little bit of stuff. Open the freaking, you know, show with uh, Greta Van Fleet there. Their new album came out uh, last Friday, and it's freaking awesome. I've been jamming to it. Went and saw them play um, this past Monday night, too, and it was freaking awesome. But <clears throat> I realized that not everybody, for some reason, has the same obsession with that band as I do. So how about we talk about some Georgia Tech? I've got <clears throat> I've got these two fellas with me, uh, Rack Talk and Benjamin London. How's it going, guys? Can y'all hear me? Doing good. How are you guys? Oh, I'm muted. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Ben, good to see you. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Um. So you guys on the uh, streamyard, um, you guys can't you guys can't see me, but um, the the stream can. So. That's just how I've got my setup. But, You're like John Cena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody can see me there. I'm at I'm at a camper now. I've got a new setup, and it, I've been moving all week, so uh, I'm no longer in my other house, and uh, so that's very exciting. But um, but I'm stoked. So let's see really quick who's in the chat. I'm so stoked that you guys are here. Everybody in the chat, Nerdstop, congrats on your new job. That's freaking awesome. Uh, T Branch, Rack Talk, of course. Nick Nader, B Bean, CJ, uh, G Ton Top, Travel Fools, Yo Yo Yo, Mike Doug. Can I quit? <laughs> My wife's deciding to mess with me while I'm streaming. This is a serious matter, okay? Uh, David, Beauty and the Beard Furniture Flips. It's <laughs> awesome to have you here, man. Sounds like something I would call. Yep. Um, Tiger <laughs> Cat. Uh, Paul DiCarlo. And I think that's everybody. Okay, SEC Dog and Tiger Paul Craven. And Talk is Pit. Woo! Douchebag. <laughs> freaking called me fat the other day what yeah i was i was innocently chilling in uh in my truck i noticed that patients on twitter she had the same steering wheel cover as me so i posted a picture of it and talk as pet comes along and says looks like you can barely fit in your car fatty and i'm like asshole at least i can drive Really? You know what I smell? The ass beating of a lifetime coming up. That's for right. Is... They're lucky they dodged. They're lucky they dodged us this year, because that that's that's one loss they freaking that that are missing against against the Yellow Jackets. Okay. Yeah. So you're freaking lucky. Come up in there and that stadium y'all rent, and run you out of the building again. Because that's that's the situation that you're avoiding. Uh, this isn't year. it named after ketchup. Their stadium. They changed. Yes, they did, which was the only thing mildly amusing about that school. But they've since changed <laughs> it to some something way more boring. So now there's literally uh, nothing to even even notable about uh, Pitt. So yeah, 
in case you I'm know. already bored with uh, <laughs> talking about them. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, how are you guys doing? Sorry, I didn't mean to derail it. Just want to say what's up to the chat and heckle them a little bit. Now, I want to. So Ben London, before we got on the show, was talking about some some rumors, and I am I'm giddy to hear about this. I am too. I am. Oh too. yeah. So I I, I can't. I can't deny I'm reaching out to uh, some of my inside sources to see what I can gather up. Um, but as of right now, the rumor uh, that is floating around is that there are serious conversations that Washington, Oregon, Florida State, and Clemson will be moving to the Big Ten by the end of the week. Uh, oh, my God. What does that look like? I, I don't know. Um, so I, I have a really good friend that – is a recruit uh, for Clemson's 2024 class. And so I've reached out to him uh, just to see if he can uh, gather some information for me. But um, it, this is uh, going to be very, very big. Obviously, you kind of saw the rumor about Oregon uh, with the Ohio State Buckeye and the Oregon Doug uh, taking a picture together and saying, like, coming soon or something like that. So a lot of people were kind of rumoring, hey, Oregon, but now Florida State and Clemson's in the mix for this. Uh, that's very interesting. And what does that look like uh, for Florida State and Clemson? Uh, because obviously they'll have to compete in the ACC uh, this year. They're already scheduled to do so. But what does that look like for the future of the ACC? And will this begin to derail the whole entire ACC conference? Uh, we are unsure. So, But one of the things that uh, Commissioner Jim Phillips from the ACC himself uh, this was a question that was asked very heavily at Media Day um, and really kind of gave no answer. Obviously, he wants to generate more revenue to keep these schools, uh, especially the ones that are competing for national titles, to get more revenue. Um, and they're trying to close that gap with Florida State and potentially Clemson, but I, I don't know if that's going to be enough by the end of this week uh, if this rumor is potentially true. Oh. Well, How do they – get out of grant or rights then i mean that it will see that's that's the florida state and clemson back uh obviously you've heard that they've wanted to leave the conference or rumored to leave they've wanted to leave the conference for a very long time um but the, i think the thing that's holding them back is their uh tv deal with espn and uh, the other acc schools so uh, i think that's the biggest thing that's holding them back because i think that tv contract goes all the way up until uh, 2036 is what I think was mentioned at ACC Media Day. Um, so that's really the thing that's holding them back. Um, what, what kind of buyout does that include? Does the school have to pay it? To, there's so many questions that Florida State and Clemson would have to go to. Uh, obviously, this is a, just a rumor right now that's kind of floating in the water, but a lot of big news sources are starting to report the rumors about it. So um a lot of big things maybe to look out for this week between florida state and clemson well that is not the news that i expected to hear <laughs> i thought you were talking about this five-star decommit well, from ohio state we, we, but... can, we can talk about that too so I, i'm totally fine yeah. with that, well, so. no that's that's good uh, this is actually not good uh that yeah that took the win someone i see mike does like rec talks face look like he's in shock I am in shock because to me that is the end of the ACC. It, if, yeah, if it, that were to happen, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. What, um, go ahead, C Dog. You good? I mean, what does this mean for Georgia Tech if this were to be true? I mean, there's no chance we get into the Big Ten, is there? 
Yeah, well, that that was the thing. I think a lot of people, uh, when the rumors kind of started, rumor like when the rumors kind of started circling about Clemson and Florida State, uh, Miami, North Carolina, and a bunch of other ACC schools going and potentially to the SEC. Uh, that was a big deal, and that was back at the beginning of the summer. And everybody was like, "Hey, like, there's no way all of these institutes and schools and universities can get out of that contract." And you saw no one move from that. Uh, and now I don't know what the Big Ten's uh, trying to do with potentially the two biggest schools this year in football in the ACC. Um, but it, you know, uh, this would be a massive get for the Big Ten, but the biggest downfall of the. Yeah, uh, and it would become basically what the Pac-12 is becoming as we speak right now, as a bunch of teams from the Pac-12 is starting to jump out as well. So, I think uh, one of the things I heard this week is that there's going to be at the end of all this, when it's all said and done, there's going to be three super mega conferences. Uh, you're obviously going to see the SEC; they're going to be the the most dominant one. Um, you're going to see obviously the Big Ten. Um, they're starting to make some moves right now in the Big 12. I think those are the three that will kind of make its its form and try to figure out what schools would best represent them well. But that's the thing. How crowded can these conferences get uh, with only so many games on the schedule? Brent Key mentioned uh, during ACC Media Day, you only get 12 games. Obviously, with all these teams now in the conference, you're not going to be able to play all these teams, especially if you get like a 20-team conference. There's just no way. Um, so how do you kind of go about scheduling for the next couple of years? This messes up everything that schools have lined up for for the next 10, 15 years down the road. Because let's say Georgia Tech, and I, I don't think this is going to happen, but let's just say Georgia Tech goes to the SEC. They have a non-conference game with Alabama. What, what do you do with that? Uh, you have a bunch of non-conference games uh, versus other schools that are not in the ACC right now. What do you do with those? Uh, so this is going to transform college football as we know it if this does go down uh, by the end of this week. But eventually there will be about three super conferences when this is all said and done. Wow. Oh, dang. That makes me really sad. <laughs> so, um, and where, where does Georgia Tech go? I have no clue. I, I really don't because there's rumors that the big team was going to swoop them up. Mm -hmm. And now with them kind of taking the charge and getting teams like Florida state and Clemson, uh, that kind of shocked me. I thought the sec would be, uh, kind of the, the school yeah. to kind of take them in, yeah. uh, under their wing. Um, just because they're very highly academic, you know, programs up there, the big 10, uh, I, I just don't think Clemson and Florida State fit that mold. I just, I, in my opinion, no. they, they just don't. Um, so at Georgia Tech would have made a lot more sense, but here we are talking about Clemson and Florida State. So I, I don't know. This this doesn't seem like it cares about academics anymore. It's just trying to get a head start on what potentially could be the change in college football forever. Wow. So what were the teams? It's Clemson, Florida State, Washington, Oregon? Yep, that's correct. I was hoping many, that the, the ACC would uh, scoop up Washington and Oregon and make a better deal while they were at it, but I, I, I guess they're just, un, I mean, incapable of, of, of doing anything that's good for them, ever. Yeah, and that that was a big part of. Uh, uh, I think somebody even asked uh, Jim Phillips at ACC Media Day, uh, specifically targeting Notre Dame. Uh, do, 
would the ACC try to bring them in? Because I think if you brought Notre Dame in, yeah, uh, the ACC becomes a lot more attractive to other yeah. teams to, mm-hmm. to come and join the conference. Um, yeah. And he clearly stated, Notre Dame has very clearly stated to the ACC that they care about their independence and they're not going to go anywhere and join the ACC anytime soon uh, or fully commit to joining the ACC anytime soon. They, uh, and he clearly was very adamant on they love their independence and they're not going to go away from that. So uh, if, if they wanted to go after somebody, their best bet would have a couple weeks ago would have been, hey, go get somebody from the Big 12. Go get somebody from uh, the Pac-12, which is falling apart. Uh, but the ACC has just kind of sat in their hands and now it looks like it may be uh, a bad situation for them as they've waited too long to kind of put it all together. That pisses me off so much that the the ACC, could they have boggled this any worse than they have? Which doing nothing is doing something, right? Yeah, doing nothing exactly. is what led to this. And it pisses me off with Jeff Collins. Like, I, I'm not saying if we won more games, we'd be in the Big 12 or SEC or whatever, but we'd be in a much better place if we hadn't gone through what we did in the past four years. Yeah, and I think one of the things, uh, but obviously we can't freak out yet. It's just rumors uh, that are surfacing around on uh, Twitter or or now known as X. We don't know what it's (laughs) called. Uh, um, But, you know, it's surfacing around right now. It's making its uh, run through, and uh, we'll just have to kind of wait and see how things turn out between Clemson and Florida State and their relationship with the ACC. Well, I hope it's not true because, honestly, I'm not a fan of any conference realignment that's been happening lately. I'm not a fan of California schools going to the Big Ten or Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. I mean, I liked it the way it it is. I liked it geographically because a lot of these schools, uh, I mean, you look at some of these smaller schools uh, like Georgia Southern, uh, because I'm in Georgia, so I think of teams like Georgia Southern, I think of teams like Georgia State, they're not going to go fly out there to, to Oregon to go play Oregon in a non-conference yeah. game. Uh, and so now to do it in a conference game, uh, it makes it a lot more difficult. You got to, especially these small sports. And yeah. I'm talking like uh, swim and dive. I'm talking yeah. like softball. Uh, now they got to go and play a conference game halfway across the country. And it just doesn't make sense to the athlete to say, hey, uh, you know, because a lot of these smaller sports, they can't afford to get on a plane and just fly across the, the country. No, they got to take a bus ride uh, from, let's say now, if Oregon joins uh, the Big Ten, they got to take a bus ride from Ohio State all the way to Oregon, like, or to UCLA. That, that just doesn't make sense, in my opinion. So, uh, geographically, it's gone completely out the window for these conference realignments, and it, it will just continue to be that way as we go forward. Well, and these kids are students, so now if you're having to travel across the country every other week, I mean, that, I mean, you never hear anyone talk about kids in their classes or anything anymore, but I would think that that has to affect it. My suspicion is that um, a lot of kids at these schools, uh, I'm not saying they don't go to class, but it's certainly not a priority anymore, and this is just transforming into what college football, I'm not going to say was never intended to be necessarily though i do think that but this is something way different and weird Mm -hmm. like it's definitely like um 
a prep league for the NFL now that's separated from college almost. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I'll say this too, hot take. Elon Musk rebranding Twitter to X makes way more sense than how the ACC's handled conference realignment. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, so a lot of the issues with the ACC too, uh, I also have noticed in Georgia Tech, at least from what they've said to us or, you know, the small bit of information that they've given to us. So whenever Brent Key was named the head coach and they had that press conference with the president, they were asked about Georgia Tech and where they fall in relation to conference realignment. And they all they said was, we love the ACC. We, you know, we want to stay in the ACC. We, you know, we don't want to. So I, I don't exactly feel confident, at least from what they've told to the public, I don't feel confident in Georgia Tech making any kind of moves that would benefit us like that either. I mean, what do you think, uh, Ben? I think the thing, uh, obviously, uh, Jim Phillips, if, if you listen to anything that he said, uh, he said, uh, and I love how, I think it was Rod McKinsey at the end of it, uh, one of our writers for Georgia Tech uh, on 247 Sports, uh, one of the things he said is Jim Phillips went up there and said a lot, but said nothing at all at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, and one of the things that he mentioned was uh, when when people began to ask about kind of just conference realignment, uh, Clemson and Florida State were the two biggest names that were mentioned during uh, media days when he was asked about questions. Uh, he kind of kept going back and referring to uh, the success that the ACC has had um, in the past. And so last year they won nine national titles across all different sports. Um, they have people uh, competing in the FIFA Women's World Cup. They have people com- uh, competing in the Olympics. And he kept going back and referring to all the success that the ACC has had. Uh, but really and realistically, as media members, we're like, that's not really the question that was asked. Yeah. Uh, so I, it was very, very confusing on uh, what he really thinks about the conference realignment is and how he thinks his teams will fall. But he did mention, hey, we got to get more revenue to teams that are being successful, uh, like Clemson and like Florida State, who are going out there and contending each and every single year. Uh, that was something that was very adamant from him. Uh, the other thing that was very adamant from him was NIL and making sure that they get help from Washington to make sure – uh, they get NIL across all sports equally to athletes, uh, make sure that these athletes are equally paid. So a lot of things were said, but really about conference realignment, he just talked about the success that the ACC has had and the revenue that they want to help boost and give to schools that are being successful across all sports. So really and realistically, that's not going to answer the question that we have, like what will happen to the ACC if the, college, uh, the conference realignment kind of happens. And that doesn't answer the question, but I guess it's just kind of a wait-and-see game on uh, how the ACC kind of either folds or they're either going to find a way to prevail. And I, that's going to be really hard at this point with all other teams. Uh, I, I, I would honestly say that every team that's not in the SEC, the Big 12 or the Big 10, they're they're all in negotiations with somebody somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, they got to be at this point. It, it's just a matter of time. Uh, before you can kind of figure out what's next for all these schools. So you think Georgia Tech? You think Georgia Tech would uh, be reaching out to some other conferences? 
Uh, I think, honestly, now this is not like anything that I know, but I, I would know if Clemson and Florida State jump the ship by the end of this week, I would not be shocked if other ACCs will start reaching out and saying, hey, would you want to take us? I, I would be shocked at all. Right. And it, it'll be interesting to see what the SEC's response to that would be, because you would think they then would try and grab some teams or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you're kind of in this arms race. It's like <laughs> a cold war between the Big Ten and the SEC. So, Yeah, to me, I feel yeah, like – Yeah, you've heard the SEC. Hmm? Go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like the Big 12 is sort of third – or second fiddle to, to the, you know, the other the other guys. I mean, they've got a bunch of teams, but I'm not so sure if they have, you know, I, I'm just not so sure about the Big 12. I mean, but I feel like if we can't get into the Big 10, I don't see any reason why the SEC would take Georgia Tech. And if we can't get into the Big 10, I feel like the Big 12 would be our next best uh, option if the ACC collapses. Well, here's what you got to do. Somebody asked me, uh, I was on a radio show this week, uh, what does Georgia Tech have to do specifically in football uh, to be relevant again? And I said, just win. I mean, they got all the academics uh, that they're preaching to all these recruits that come in and stuff like that. And I think if Georgia Tech wins this year, uh, you definitely can look and say, hey, if you're the SEC, you already have history with Georgia Tech would it be a good option to pull them in for other sports like baseball, basketball? Because you see football has a lot of hype around it right now. Uh, that looks like it's trending on the way up, and that's a good thing for Georgia Tech as of right now. But you got to win this year. I mean, you got to win this year to make sure you can kind of keep that hype continuing on into next year. That way, if this all kind of comes crumbling down, you can say, hey, like we're heading in the right direction. Uh, basketball, men's basketball looks like they're heading in the right direction. Nell Fortner being the coach of women's basketball obviously points them in the right direction. Softball won a good amount of games last year that they could be trending up. Uh, you talk about baseball. Uh, a lot of people don't like uh, Danny Hall, but, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, he's been one of the most consistent winning coaches at Georgia Tech in baseball history. That could potentially say, hey, like that's a good baseball program to add into our conference. So there's a lot of pieces to look at. It's not just the football aspect that a lot of people look at. Yeah. They look at the overall athletic association and say, hey, with this all all these teams right here within this school, would it really be an addition and help boost our conference? And I think that's why Florida State and Clemson are so attracting. They're very good in not just football, softball, baseball. They're trending in a lot – men's basketball. They're trending in a lot of different sports. And that's why they're so attractive uh, attractive of a school for all these other conferences to try to snag. So I think that's why the Big Ten and the SEC have been rumored to them, just because they've been so successful in multiple different sports. Man, this is uh, this is tough to take. Like, and, and setting aside even, I think, Georgia Tech, like, I don't know. This is kind of just isn't college football yeah. anymore. Like no 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 matter who you root for, like we're we're leaving what college football was and it's gonna be something new. Uh, like in my opinion it's not for the better either. Now the, the Notre Dame thing though, here's what I do think should happen. And the NCAA 
you know, they don't do anything uh, anymore. Yeah. But I think if you don't, um, if you're an independent now, like you should be banned from the playoffs. Like if you're not in a conference um, or if you don't play your conference title, like there's been some coaches that have said they would opt out of their conference title game because they could get in the playoff, yeah. in a 12-team playoff without it. Kirby so Smart they, said that, yeah. Yeah. Kirby, yeah, Kirby said that. And I don't agree with it, but I understand his point. Like, look, this is a long season, especially with playing three or four postseason games. Like, why would I play my conference title game and not and not let my guys get healthy for a week? Like, this is all just a bunch of it, – it's just weird now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, so so where where is this coming from? Like I said, I mean there must be some serious smoke behind this if yeah, major uh, outlets are picking it up. Uh the major outlet I saw it on uh was uh Jack McGure uh from Barstool Sports. Um he does one of the shows over there for Barstool Sports. Um and his tweet specifically says Scoop City has received serious rumor that the Big Ten will add Washington, Oregon and Florida State this upcoming week uh, and he added an update Clemson locker room has not been told about the potential move uh, this week would be when the news drops if anything happens uh, so uh, I, I take and then Josh Pate said I would be shocked if it happens and Josh Pate does a lot of stuff over uh, for 247 sports um, mm -hmm. on the late kick podcast so yeah um, you know it, it, you can take it as it is I mean right now it's just rumors and rumors are rumors until uh, there's some truth behind it until and until there's some truth behind it I, I really am not worried about the conference uh, this specifically year uh, but I think kind of moving forward I, I think Clemson and Florida State are probably the two biggest schools who are trying to knock on the door to get out yeah. Um. And when will that happen? I, I don't know. And, and whatever happens, they're going to have to pay a massive TV buyout. Yeah. And um, I I love how somebody put it. Um, you know, they walk up to the ACC with the conversation saying, "Hey, we want to leave your conference and go play for a conference who uh, national TV games are on Fox." And the ACC is like, "Shoot, if you're going to pay me the money, go ahead, because it's ESPN." Like, that's one of the worldwide leader in sports. Um, and, I mean, you're getting on the national stage each and every single week on ESPN, ABC. Those are the primetime games, and that's what ESPN is probably one of the most watched college football networks in all of America. So, um, I, I think if that's what they want to do, I, I think the ACC would just kind of laugh and say, all right. If it was the SEC, I think it would be a little bit different because the SEC is also on ESPN. So, I don't know. It's it's going to be intriguing, but we're just going to have to wait until the end of the week to find out what happens. Yeah, it's a little hairy. Here's what, and I'm not a. This is not legal advice, ACC. I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> but what what I imagine would happen is there would be an injunction, which yeah. basically says, "Hey, we you have to do this action now because if we wait to litigate, then." there's nothing left to litigate. So what would ha happen with that injunction, it would be to say, you cannot air, if they leave the conference, any of their games on TV until 2036, or until we yeah, litigate this. That's And I think that would prevent this from happening. Yeah, and I mean, right now the ACC holds the upper hand, uh, they do. And because here's the thing, 
no matter what happens, if Clemson and Florida State, if they want to truly leave the conference, they are going to have to find a way to pay that buyout. Do they have that money just lying around? Probably, but it's being invested into so much other stuff, it would affect their academics or their athletic side of the programs for a very, very long time to come. Yeah. And I don't think they're willing to take that big of a risk just yet. And so I think what will happen is is that they'll continue to bug and bite and try to pull on the hair of the ACC and the commissioner of Jim Phillips. Uh, but I, I don't think anything's going to budge until maybe later on in that contract when that buyout's not as much mm-hmm. and they're able to afford it and not have to pay an ultimate price and suck in athletics for mm-hmm. a number of years because they have yeah. no money. So um, I, I think that's probably what will end up happening. And I think what the ACC did is when they did sign those contracts with all the schools, they said, hey, we feel like college football will change eventually, and we want to make sure we lock down our schools and our universities for a very long time. And so I think they did the right decision when they did sign that contract because now it's paying them and giving them the upper hand with all these schools that want to and are trying to leave the conference. Yeah. Wow. Well, hopefully before that all blows up, you know, the the ACC can get get something worked out because, I mean, I feel like they've just – they've been sitting on their hands, but, I mean – Obviously, none of us can know if they've been working behind the scenes or whatever they're doing is yeah. not is not working. Uh, yeah. they need to get something worked yeah. out fast before the entire conference falls apart. And they should. And maybe been. they feel like they have the upper hand, and that's why they may not feel like, hey, we have to do anything yet. And I think that may be why they're just kind of sitting there waiting on their hands, as they may feel like they have the upper hand in all this. That is, and feel like Florida State and Clemson may have to pay a hefty fine in order to to kind of move somewhere else. Yeah. And no matter what, if that's what they decide to do, the ACC and the ESPN split that money. So, I mean, the conference is going to get a ton of money from it uh, if that's what they decide to do. But at that point, what do you do with that money? Do you go invest in a team and getting a team into join the conference that would make the ACC back on the right? I don't know. that All of it, it would just kind of be uh, a wait-and-see game. And obviously, somebody mentions, like, this is all smoke. Like, you know, it's just going to blow over. And who knows? I mean, I think right now there's nothing to really worry about. Um, Until I see a deal that's said and done, the ACC is not going anywhere anytime soon. So uh, until we hear that Clemson and Florida State decide to leave, there's not a worry in my mind that I have with anything else. Because, uh, I mean, everybody's locked in until 2036. So – uh, that that's the good news. That's the good news as of right now. Everybody's locked in until 2036, so uh, no one's going anywhere in the ACC uh, for a good long while until something dramatic or crazy happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I personally just don't see it. I mean, it's too much money for Clemson or Florida State to do something like that as of right now. We must look horrible because, like, I think, Ben, you said that, like, I need to tell these guys something so they don't jump off a cliff, right? Well, no, I, I mean, like, we're, we're, sitting here, we're sitting here talking, and I'm in a group chat with a bunch of Georgia Tech fans, and it, I mean, it's just, and I'm in the same one as you, right, Pop? Like, literally, yeah. it's just literally just blowing up. Like, everybody's like, oh, man, it's the, it's the end of Georgia Tech. Like, it's the end of the ACC. We're going to – we're just going to suck for the next 30 years. So, that's not the case. I mean – you, you just got to think realistically and go, no one's left. Everybody's locked in until 2036. Until something dramatic or crazy happens, there's no need to worry. It, that, it, I mean, that's really unrealistic. It is concerning because, you know, 
just sucking at football is one thing, you know, but having the ability to compete at the highest level is is what's really important. And, yeah. it, you know, if the ACC falls apart and Georgia Tech doesn't make some kind of move to get into one of these – bless you – into one of these big conferences uh, that, you know, where they have the ability to do that, you know, that that's – that's a really huge blow, yeah. and that's really concerning uh, to me because, well, you know, I just I want us to be able Georgia to. I think if you're Georgia Tech, if you're Georgia Tech right now, and I think I'm going to use the wise words of Brent Key, um, you can only like about what you what you have in front of you. Yeah. And right now that's not in front of them, and I don't think Georgia Tech's going to be worried about it until uh, they hit that little block in the road. Yeah. So. Um, and when that time comes, I mean, that's when we'll probably start heavily reporting and trying to figure out what is the best avenue for Georgia Tech yeah. and what is Georgia Tech's talking about? Like, what do you think they're doing? And I think that will be something that will be heavily brought up next week uh, at the first uh, Saturday on the flats uh, to Brent Key. I think that will probably be the first question uh, somebody from the media will ask him, especially if this move does happen this week. I think that will be literally the first question to Brent Key next Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so um, we'll wait and see. I mean, right now it's nothing to do with that. Who do you think asked that question? If we all took bets oh, right man. now, who asked uh, Brent I, Key the future in this sense? There's three, there's three right now, I can tell you. Uh, it would be Rod McKenzie from Georgia hmm. Tech. It would be Kelly Quinlan from uh, Rivals. Or it would be the new beat writer for the AJC. Uh, Chad those Bishop. Are the three, yeah, Chad Bishop. Those are the three people I would consider just being like asking it right off the gun. So uh, Cal- because those are those are the three biggest news outlets I think that cover Georgia Tech. Yeah. And those are the guys who will be digging to ask questions and get some answers for sure. Kelly was the one that asked um um in the opening in the uh, opening Brent Key press conference with President Angel. And then he was the one mm-hmm. that asked them about conference realignment uh, yeah. back then. So maybe him. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of those three. Those are normally the three that always ask questions first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it will just it, it'll be one of those three for sure. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he is not going to have a happy response to that question is why I asked. I feel like he's going to yeah. be pretty sharp. Uh, and uh, with it, uh, that's anyway. But uh, I okay. So let's uh, we'll, we've talked about that. Let's we'll put that to bed. I do want to ask you. So with five star, uh, what is it? Oh, John yeah. Tay uh, Gilbert decommits from Ohio State. He's been committed since 2022. And speaking of smoke, it sounds like uh, well, look, he decommitted after he visited the tag, which seems yeah, uh, yeah. good for us. So I don't know. I think the the good thing about him, uh, and obviously he decommitted yesterday, immediately after his visit to Georgia Tech. Um, so if you're like from the outside looking in, and that that's majority of us, because obviously um, media can be on campus for, for official visits and visits like that. Uh, a lot of the media doesn't get to go in and see uh, how those visits operate and how things are undoing those visits. We, we lost um, it. Um, so we kind of did pretty darn good about this. I mean, I really would. Um, obviously, he's from Atlanta. Um, he, he's 
just got done visiting at Georgia Tech. If he commits as soon as he gets done visiting, uh, I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, but I think what he may decide to do, um, just because he is a 2024 athlete, um, you know, he may decide to commit somewhere. Um, but if Georgia Tech's not successful this year or something, he may decommit um, and kind of go back somewhere. But maybe – Brent Keese has said a lot of things to a lot of great recruits uh, so far in this 2025 class. Because that's what they're focused on now. I think they had a ton of 2025 uh, people visit campus yesterday. Well, he's um, 2025, so right? Yeah, he is. is. Oh, let me yeah, see. he is. Yeah, it's 2025, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, he, he's got time. He, he, he don't have to worry right. about nothing then. So, um, I think what he basically did with Ohio State was just lock his spot in. Um, but now that, you know, his in-state team is kind of giving him a little bit of interest, you know, maybe it's that home uh, town deal that you kind of get with a kid that makes the kid want to stay home and play for that hometown team. And honestly, the way things that Brick Key says, Brick Key is like a lot of people will probably say he's probably not like one of the best public speakers. But honestly and realistically, he could convince a wall to come and commit to Georgia Tech. Like, uh, and that says something uh, about what he can do um, and what the staff can do. Because just a lot of people have told me uh, when he's with an individual athlete or when he's with uh, his coaches, he feels a lot more comfortable um, than talking in front of the press. I mean, when you watch the ACC today, I think one of the best uh, – I've said this uh, clearly. I said he did the best job um, out of any of the other coaches that we saw on Tuesday. Um, just because the other ones really? were just playing, they really they didn't look like they wanted to be there. Um, he cut up and had fun. A lot of his guys uh, that he brought, Jordan Williams, uh, um, Miles Brooks, yeah, and all those guys that he brought with them to the ACC Media Day, they all were just cutting up, having a good time. And so I, I think that was one of the best press conferences. But really and realistically, I, I think he can say and influence a lot of different people to stay home get a very good education, but also be successful on and off the football field. And he's worked for guys like Nick Saban. He's worked for guys um, George like O'Leary. Yeah, George O'Leary. And, I mean, he knows what to do and what to tell some of these recruits, especially in this day and time. So it will be really exciting. If that is the recruit that commits to Georgia Tech, that trail for the 2025 class will be on fire uh, going the rest of the way building that momentum for that 2025 class for sure yeah i that was one of my last videos and i was you know i was stoked about what i've seen from brent key so far i mean the 23 class it was what it was he only had a month to recruit that class as as head coach and had to build a staff at the same time um so you know the 23 class wasn't much to write home about but you know the 24 class has been absolutely insane and everybody, when Jeff Collins was here, you know, for all his issues, gave him his flowers for being such a great recruiter. Well, Brent Key's coming in here and doing and doing the same, if not better, recruiting job than Jeff Collins. And I think it's because, and you know, I mean, I think that you, you want to know what the difference is. I'll, yes. I'll be honest. I, I think the difference is, is he's a tech man. He understands yeah. exactly what Georgia mm -hmm. Tech needs to do to be successful. Because how was he mm -hmm. successful in college? He went through Georgia Tech. He graduated from Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. He knows what Georgia Tech can do for you after football said and done. And, yes. I mean, you, you did the things that he says. 
Um, it, it's just unbelievable of uh, just yeah. the things that he can tell you how Georgia Tech can benefit you, not just with football, but life after football. And I think that's the biggest thing uh, that Brent Key has done uh, since he took that job at Georgia Tech. And I, I, I give him props for uh, being one of the best recruiters possible uh, that Georgia Tech could ever have. So just kudos to him. He, um, and being a Tech man helps him be able to recruit. Yeah, and also uh, another thing that helps him recruit, on-field results. Uh, yeah, <laughs> produce them yeah. immediately. And, you know, I think, after, I think that what he's doing recruiting-wise this year, if he lives up to the potential that this team is capable of, I think I think our recruiting could take off to a, a level that we haven't seen before. Um, oh, yeah. Because, you know, he's pulled this class together after going five and seven, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So imagine, you know, making some noise. And, and it's just – it's really exciting to think about the possibility of that. And uh, we are up against the clock, though, uh, as far as what we were talking about earlier with the conference realignment. I think that um, – I think that we would be, you know, we're really trying to look to make ourselves desirable in in realignment too, and and I think Brent Key can do it, man. I'm I'm so excited about this year, and I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. Well, yeah, I, I think two things. One, yes, Key is is the right guy for tech, and he is a tech guy, but. But Key is independently a fantastic recruiter. Uh, I didn't know this until I researched the two videos I did on Brent Key. He was named like the best assistant recruiter in the country yep. at, at Alabama. The, the guy knows and loves recruiting. Number two, uh, Collins coached under Saban for a short while too, where I think he took the best of Nick and people like O'Leary. I think Collins set aside the best. Because I can remember Colin saying things like, oh, man, yeah, those O'Leary practices were brutal, man. Oh, man. And it's like, well, they won a lot of games. It seemed like he didn't like the um, really pushing kids and being hard on them and set that aside when he was a coach where it seems like he's more in line with Nick and uh, George in that, uh, to me at least. Mm -hmm. But uh, So you were, you were at media days, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what, you know, I honestly, I've been moving like C-Dog and I both have kind of been in, in transition and limbo. <laughs> I didn't get to watch as much of it as I would have liked. I know you said it sounded like he did the best on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. What are your takeaways from, from media days? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, if you want a general summary of, uh, what Brent Key talked about. Number one, he he hates expectations. Uh, I think there was probably about yeah. uh, three or four questions that were asked about expectations, and uh, he clearly states we, we do not have expectations, uh, but we do have goals uh, that we want to accomplish. Uh, obviously, um, when people ask him about uh, being successful and building that momentum towards the end of the year, uh, his statements were, we went four and four, that's batting 500. He's like that. That's not going to cut it. That and he was very adamant on that. Um, he was very adamant on uh, talking with ESPN about uh, the renewal of the rivalry of Georgia and Georgia Tech. Uh, one of the things that he said in that article uh, was when he met Kirby Smart at the midfield last year in, down in Athens after losing that game to Georgia. 
Uh, he said, "We, I know that you guys are really good, uh, but we need to change that. And so, obviously, he's, he's very adamant about rebuilding that. Um, but really and realistically, I think one of the key things that I think he does is he loves building the relationships with the guys that he has. And I think what uh, what really caught me is when I asked Williams um, it, about just, you know, what was the difference between Collins and Key when Key took over. And he said, you know, we, we just wanted to play for something. Like, we actually felt like uh, we could go out there and compete. And he said, I don't remember what Coach Key said before that pit game, but we were just fired up and we just wanted to play for one another and play for the future of this program. And uh, I asked him, I was like, so uh, what does it feel like uh, with Brent Key as the head coach? And he said, well, you know, it doesn't even feel like he's the head coach because he's been around for so long. But people just buy in for him. They, they'll do anything for him. And it's vice versa for Brent Key. He'll do anything for his guys. So uh, he's willing to go to war for these guys, and these guys are willing to go to war with him. So. I think that's a really exciting piece that you just kind of took away from Brent Key um, and how everything that he said kind of came together. So, um, but it, it was it was a good time up there. ACC Media Days in Charlotte for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we were both <laughs> moving this past week, so we missed that. Uh, so thanks yeah. for the update on that. Um, I definitely need to get caught up in everything. <laughs> but, yeah. I didn't even get to really upload videos like I wanted. And mm-hmm. if I'm looking a little skinnier, uh, I am because I sweated about 10 pounds out uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> over the weekend and this week. Oh, yeah. But I, something Kelly Quinlan said, I was listening a little bit to him before the show. It sounds like Key's ex- uh, affect at the media days were 180 degree different from Collins. Like it, mm-hmm. the feel I got from what he was saying about Collins is Collins was kind of, he kind of showed up like the guy to the party that no one invited and it's <laughs> awkward when he gets there and he just kind of sucks the air out of the room. Like he's, he just sounded like he was a weird, I, I, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say anyway. I don't want to offend anyone, but did, did, is that the sense that I know you, I don't think you were there when Collins was there. Um, were any other reporters talking about that, or did you get that feel? Yeah, I, I definitely got the feel. Uh, I think one of the biggest things, I think Kelly, uh, and I think all of our media outlets for Georgia Tech did a fantastic job covering Media Day. Uh, obviously, uh, Sports Illustrated did a really good job. Uh, ESPN did a really good job. 247, Rivals, uh, the AJC, they all did a fantastic job covering Media Day. So I, get, I give them credit because, I mean, to go up there and cover it in a short period of time and make sure you get your articles out uh, in that fast-paced environment is, is very tough to do for us. Uh, but able, uh, a lot of us were able to, you know, all of us at 247 Sports were uh, able to go up there and enjoy that day. But I think the thing for us that was different about Collins and uh, Brent Key, number one, Brent Key uh, did wear socks. I can confirm that. Uh, you know, Collins never wore socks. Um, so that was a – What? But yeah, he actually wore socks. Yeah, Brent, Coach Collins. He, I don't think in his five years, four or five years of doing ACC Media Day, I want to say it was four uh, of doing ACC Media Day. I don't think he ever wore socks, wow. like ever. Wow. Um, so it, it was. I wasn't aware was of this. Intriguing. This is yeah. I mean, you go back and look at the pictures of uh, like ACC Media Day, like Coach <laughs> Collins. You will see this man not wearing socks. 
But I will say, he was still the best dressed coach in the ACC. Um, at that Hold on. I, I got to go put some socks on. <laughs> I'm also not wearing so, socks right now. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I got slides on, oh, so no. I mean, it's okay. Uh, but, you know, he did wear socks. But I think one of the things that was just different about him uh, versus everybody else is he was open to answer really any questions you threw at him. Like, he answered every single question that the media had for him. Uh, he was willing to stay longer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he – Obviously, Mike Flynn was like, hey, uh, the SID for Georgia Tech, like, hey, we got to catch the plane. So, um, you know, he, he was answering all the questions until the very final end when he was told he has to leave. And so I think that was one of the things that kind of separated him. And he answered them honestly. Like, it wasn't anything where he was like, um, where he would, like, get asked the question and then avoid the question by asking yeah. another question. So, I think that was the difference about Brent Key and Coach Collins is definitely he was he was more open to just being honest and being open with all the media that he came in contact with uh, during his time up there in Charlotte. Yeah, that is one thing I've liked about Brent Key is his press conferences are way more entertaining. Uh, Jeff Collins tended to just say the same thing over and over in his Batman voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I do like even if Brent Key is a little weird and awkward – uh, I'd rather watch it. I'd rather watch his press conferences than, than Jeff Collins for sure. Well, I mean, he's honest, and yeah, like Collins literally said the same thing. In fact, Collins would have said the opposite of what Frank Key did this year. I mean, did you we played? Did you see how we played against the first half in Georgia? Yeah. Did you see how close we're just a play away from being a national title contender? Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, what? What are you smoking? Yeah. Um, or, but, or he would have said like, "Hey, we're building a culture on success," or uh, you know, minus the, hold the success. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and <laughs> he, he just would have he would have kept saying the same things he's had for the past three to four years that he was a coach. And uh, I, I, somebody was asking me um, like, what was the difference in my opinion? Uh, the difference between Collins and Brent Key. And I said, one of the things like that Collins did very well, he marketed very well, uh, you know, made Georgia Tech a very well-known name marketing-wise. But when it came and did decently in recruiting as well, uh, not as good as Brent Key's doing right now. Uh, but, you know, just in general, he, he did a couple of good things. But when it came to the on-field results, that's where it was lacking for Coach Collins, and one of the things that I said was when Coach Key took over, he immediately already had four wins. That was more than Collins ever had in one season. So, yeah. I mean, that that was an immediate turnaround, and I said, you know, and Coach Key understands the program, so it'll be just intriguing just to see how he does this year. Um, and they are not settling for a 6-6 six and six season. And that's not exactly – that's not what they want to do at all. They, they definitely want to make a bowl game, but they also want to have a winning record at the same time. So uh, that's a definite goal on the goal chart for them this year. Yeah, that uh, heading was, into the twenty first season. That was something I was surprised too. Rec Talk actually interviewed Zach Pyron and asked him what mm-hmm. his goals were, and he said at least eight wins, uh, which is yeah. which is pretty big goal uh, coming from five and seven. I, I think I think we can do it. I do for sure. Um, 
but yeah, it is nice to see that you know we're not just shooting for a bowl. I and I I think so too. I think a bowl should probably be our floor, is what we're is what we're looking at this year. Well, um, so I, I thought that was one of the best answers Key gave because I did watch it. Uh, it was like 15 minute thing he gave. He's like, I'm not going to give a score yeah. prediction because what yeah. would you say if if I am I just going to con- concede the games that I say we're not going to win if I say we go eight and five? Like we, it made me think of um, older viewers will know this. That coach for the Jets, you play to win the game. You play to win the game, uh, and I I just like that mentality that Brent Key has. Like we lost against Georgia. Okay, that's what happened, and I'm never going to be happy with that. I, I'm here to win every single game we play and prepare us to do so. Like, I think that that mentality of just do it – you talked about it when we are talking about conference realignment. You do the next right thing, whatever's in front of you, and, the, and you're going to get where you want to go as, as exactly. a football program. It's okay. like Sir UGA's riling people up in the chat. Come on, Sir Uga. These are these are good folks. Okay, um, so my wife is requesting that we do a uh, a poll in the chat. How do you pronounce Pi- Zach Pyron? Do you say Py- Pyron or Pyron? Uh, Pyron. I'm gonna go ahead and put a poll in the chat. Let's see what let's see what people it, say. It's one thousand percent Pyron. If it's Pyron. Uh, you're wrong. Okay, so Benjamin London says Pyron. I, I said, interviewed him, and I'm 99.9% sure it's Pyron because that's what I called yeah. him, and he didn't correct yeah. me. Okay, we're getting a couple. Yeah, Pyrons. normally when you when you normally like talk to a kid and you're like, hey, like um, I I, for, I I can never pronounce uh, the other guy that came to ACC Media Days. Uh, oh, uh, the defensive end. Yeah, from Belgium. I, can, I, I butcher it. Like I literally was like, "Please do not give me him to interview because I will butcher his name." Like, and so that was like one of my things. I got Jordan Williams, luckily, but like yeah. I knew I would butcher his name if I I, I got funny. him doing an interview. So That's just say your your name is a disaster, buddy. I'm going to call you Kevin. <laughs> it's Yanjuin, isn't it? And that how you say? It? I think so. Yanjuin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Side note, when I, I took a technical communications class at Tech, and people who are foreigners will change their name to an American name for interviews right. because they know the interviewer doesn't want to mispronounce their name, and they might just, like, skip over it. Uh, kind of an interesting little tidbit. Well, I mean, I, I did broadcasting for uh, high school football for, like, the past four years, and when I would see a kid's name and I would be like, no, I don't even know how to pronounce that, I would have to go to the athletic director and I'd have to go to the head coach, and I'd be like, tell me how to pronounce this kid's name or else I know their mom is going to come after me. And so I, I would always make sure uh, to – to make sure I got pronunciation right, so you know, uh, you know, Pyron's mom's gonna come after you for sure. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that is awesome. So I did in the poll; it is by a large margin Pyron, so yeah. not Pyron. They took our advice. So, well, literally, you spelled his name correctly in one right. pronunciation and incorrectly well, in the I mean, other. So, well, I mean, it was you the other day that was saying, "Why is there a T in mortgage?" 
I mean, uh, you know. Well, that's BS. <laughs> like psychology, mortgage, these words, are, there's no need for this kind of nonsense. This is like the complication of conference realignment. Let's right. just simplify this and, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So Pyron it is. I've got, I call him Pyron. What was your wife's uh, suggestion? She, she calls him Pyron. Okay. So, looks like you lose. Everybody says you're wrong, so. So, uh, another thing I wanted to ask y'all, are y'all going to be at the first Saturday on the flats? Oh, this Saturday, the 5th? Yeah. Uh, does the Pope poop in his hat? Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, my schedule is kind of just, uh, in the air as of right now. So if I'm able to make it, that'd be great. If not, then it's. Okay. okay. So. Well, cool. Yeah. If me is available to be there, then probably I'll, I'll end up being there. But we'll have to yeah. find. Out, so. I wonder. Do you know at all if there if it's going to be like last year? I, or I guess you weren't around last year at this time. Uh. So I've I heard it's going to be very very similar to what okay. it was last year, where it's in the indoor facility. Yeah. Um. So uh, I don't know if they're going to change anything on what they're doing. I know the Techway Initiative is definitely doing like a player signing where you can. Uh, if you have that subscription, you can get a player signing, oh, uh, an autograph, and stuff like that. So uh, that will be available for people who have the Tech Wag initiative. So uh, that will be cool for a lot of those what, guys. As well. What level do you need? Do you know? Because there's different terraces. I think the the players put out something. Uh, the players who will be signing autographs put out a tweet. Uh, I don't know if it mentions it in the tweet or not. Um, but there is a link, and so if you can click the link, it, it may give you more information on uh, what okay. level status you need. Okay. Because uh, I'll uh, be purchasing that, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I've got the lowest <laughs> level membership, uh, the $10 one or whatever it is. I need some things signed in my new yeah, setup I, here. I have a pair of um, cut-off hoodie sleeves I want Coach K to sign. Heck yeah. The sleeves I cut off of my hoodie. I need him to sign that. And uh, but yeah, because last year you could go, you could walk up to Jeff Collins and have him sign something, which I just chose not to because why would I want that? Um, yeah, but I totally would get Blue yeah. Key to sign some stuff. I think it's can weird. we be as weird as possible too? Like he signs it and be like, can we be friends? <laughs> uh, you I'm can not do that. far. You can do that. I'm gonna totally be like, hey man, what's up? You know, we're cool. Right, we're totally cool. <laughs> I still am. Yeah, we're the yeah. only Georgia Tech uh, YouTubers on YouTube. That's right. Like, so. Yeah, you've probably already heard of me. I mean, I don't yeah. want to insult your intelligence. You, but I don't know you. Like, you may not know me, but you definitely, I know you. You should know me. By right. Now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how that conversation goes. You're right. If you don't, I'd like an apology before you <laughs> sign this. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah, la- yeah, and last year was awesome. The players were just walking around, like you could yeah. just say what's up and talk to them, like they were just chilling. And I think that's how, I think that's how it will be. I think they've been told, especially if they're with the Techway Initiative, hey, don't sign autographs, yeah. um, just because you can get paid to sign autographs yeah. and let people yeah. actually come and sign autographs. So I think it's going to be completely different just because of NIL, mm-hmm. and you know they, yeah. they want to make a buck, and right, I understand right. that. So yeah, no, I mean it's. Either. It's not like uh, me still having a uh, Calvin Johnson signed football from when I went to summer practice in 2000. You have a Calvin Johnson signed football? I do. Oh, when my he played God. at Georgia Tech. Wow. So, 
Yeah. So let's uh, get, let's talk. Uh, let's get, talk turkey with tech here. How much do you want for this thing? <laughs> oh no, I'm no, I'm not. I, I'm not. No that, way. That's like, because here's the thing. There's uh, there's to shard choices autograph is also on that. Oh wow. Um. So uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Um. There's one more. Uh. No, it wasn't Morgan Burnett. That was that was later on. That'd be it was a good somebody one, else. Uh, yeah, that would have been a good one. But I, I definitely know Tashard Choice and Calvin Johnson are definitely one thousand percent on that. Wow. So uh, I, I remember when Coach Choice was uh, leaving the program, I sent him a picture of it, um, and he was like, "Man, like that's that's definitely rare." Yeah. Uh, just because a lot of people don't have his signature along with Calvin when they played together in college yeah. for a very short period of time. So. Uh, that was really cool for me to still have. That's cool. Oh, there, cool. There's a price, Ben. There's a price. <laughs> yeah. There's a number. We just need to know where the decimal no, no, place there, goes. There, <laughs> no, there's no number. I, I think uh, later on in life, uh, I will probably pass it down somehow, some way. Uh, but it will still maintain its value for sure, just because yeah. of who Calvin Johnson is. If I had Dang, something dude. like that, you have to kill me to take it from me. <laughs> So, exactly, that's the way yeah. I would do. But hey, maybe if you're maybe if you're in the Atlanta area and you go bowling, you'll run into Calvin Johnson. You can get one yourself. Hey, yeah, if you want patience, you can just run. I'm into saying Calvin we were Johnson. talking about. She just runs ridiculous. Into, it's crazy. She just runs into him everywhere. We're like, how? She went ran into Megatron at the freaking bowling alley. Are you kidding me? If I had the and I know it's not luck, but if I had the luck she did, I and I'm not a gambler. I would just play the lottery yeah. every day. Yeah. I would probably win. You, did you win the jackpot eight times in a row? Yes, I have patient Veach's luck. Of course I did. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. Exactly. The coolest thing I have, I have a is is all, it's just signed by Paul Johnson. I have a helmet and a um, a football signed by him. Uh, that's the coolest thing that I got. Ooh. See, dog, that's what we should do. Like, push Brent Key out of the way and start signing stuff for our channel. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on, we we got some some stuff to sign. Where's the Sea Dog and Rec Talk booth at? I don't know. We'll have to set it <laughs> up. We got our little thing. Yeah. What a great idea. We do have our we do have a sign that we made. Uh, <laughs> so people will know. Yeah, y'all just come in there, sit in the indoor facility with the tent and everything. Yeah, uh, it's like y'all know us. Like, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll give out autographs, but y'all got to pay the subscription. Yeah, uh, so, so that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, well, I think I think Ben's probably got to head out. Yeah. So, you know, do you do you have any any final questions for Ben? I think we could about cover it all. Um. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, if you see us at the old Saturday on the flats, uh, let us know. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll Sounds good. Yeah. All right. I, I have one final that, uh, question yeah. for you, Ben. If me and Sea Dog put a video out at the same instant, whose are you clicking on first? So the, uh, now, uh, what, what are you putting it out on? That, that will depend YouTube. on YouTube. Uh,. It just depends, honestly, what comes up. I, I'm not on YouTube. I'm more on Twitter than anything else. So right. uh, I, I will definitely uh, be honest with that one. So. Nice Do you have more than one screen? Nice fence riding uh, answer there. You could be a yeah. coach. Yeah, that was a great answer. Like, I, I, I take both your channels very seriously. <laughs> yeah, I did. <didn't. laughs> 
<laughs> hey, look, when you're the only two uh, along with Bryce Coon, potentially, uh, and Bryce normally comes up a little bit faster just because he he, he does a lot of stuff and covers mm-hmm. a lot of different stuff other than Georgia Tech. Excuse me. Um, but, you know, he, he does – his videos nine times out of ten when I have to pull up Baby Einstein for a child to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. on the home screen yeah and his videos probably pop up first if I see anything well so. none of y'all are beating me in the upload battle because <laughs> I had the Xfinity guy come out I said get your logic analyzer <laughs> and you test what's coming out of the wall and it's 980 oh, symmetric wow. oh. we're moving over here guys wow. that that's, was that's th- awesome so like when I looked at places Thanks, I was like the, that was the first thing I asked like what's the internet like? And if they didn't know what I was really getting at, I was just like, thank you for your time. I won't be back. <laughs> That's smart. I've, I mean, I've been going strong. I'm about at uh, 80 to 90 megs right now. Uh, but this stream has been going strong, so this was a good first test for my uh, setup yeah. out here. You've been uh, killing it. So. Well, I appreciate it, Ben. Uh, yeah. Thank you yeah. for your non-answer of my question. Hey, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, uh, we won't lose uh, Clemson and Florida State by the end of the week. But if, yeah. if so, uh, we'll, we'll have a lot to kind of cover. And also, shout out uh, Section 103 for uh, Zach Pyron, uh, yep. T-shirt jersey, and Dante Smith. So, uh, uh, Jonathan, I got to find a way to get those, man. So, send one to me. I, I would be glad to uh, wear those on my days off. So, uh, yes, I man. would love. Everyone on this channel would love uh, to partner with you on that and advertise it. Oh, Reach well, out. Well, I, We've talked before. I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If, if you want a good little deal, I'll, I'll let you have one. It, you could use code sideline, like sideline, just like S-I-D-E-L-I-N-E. Yeah, I had to learn how to yeah. spell for a second. Uh, you <laughs> no. type that in at section103.com, uh, you can get a 10% off code. So oh, nice. at your, your very first purchase. So. Uh, if you if you're on like your tenth purchase, like Patient Beach, uh, it don't work. Uh, but if you've never used uh, Section One Three, you can get a ten percent off code. So nice. that, that that's uh, kudos to me. So you're welcome. Ben has a has a has a code, and I yeah, I do. I, I'm I'm really good friends with uh, our great friends over there, Section One Three. So, wow. uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, nice. use that use that code, and you, you will be definitely set up. Uh, for a little bit of a gift when you make your next purchase. Save a little bit of money, make people happy. Well, hell yeah. I've I've definitely had my share of orders from them, so I think uh, I won't be getting that deal, but that's okay. (laughs) Just create a new email. It'll be okay. You know, just do what everybody else does. Just create a new email. Say it's like your first purchase, and boom, you're set. Yeah. You're good to go. They also do nice deals during the season. I remember... It was like if we beat rank number twenty four pit, it'll be stuff will be on sale for twenty four uh, percent off. So that was oh, cool. Yeah. And I, I I think some of their older shirts uh, like the ATL that was put on the field a couple of years ago yeah. uh, when Jeff Collins was a coach that yeah. shirt's on sale. Uh, they got a couple of good shirts on sale right now, so go check them out for sure. For sure, getting free advertising from us over here on those freaking. On the CDOD channel. Oh, yeah. But don't want to sponsor us. That's cool. That's cool. We'll get there one day. That's why I'm working so hard. Yep. 
we'll get there one day. Well, Ben, thank you, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really Anytime, appreciate guys. you coming on there. And, Anytime. Uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll be seeing you hopefully this Saturday. Yeah, hopefully. And uh, right. if not, uh, we'll be seeing each other when we get to Mercedes-Benz Stadium just a little under a month away. That's so, right. Uh, well, we're getting ready for kickoff, and I, I know all of us at 247 are excited. Yeah. Uh, not only about that, but just 2025 class coming up. Uh, a lot of great things. So go check us out, uh, gojackets.com. Uh, and we have a lot of interviews uh, we got to write up here in the next couple of days. So, um, and one of them is Jadante uh, 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 Gilbert. So, uh, we, we interviewed him. Our great friend Garrett Chapman interviewed him. So, hopefully, uh, we'll get to talk to him, uh, see what he has to say about his decommitment from Ohio State and get to see what his uh role at georgia tech stands like right now so right. go check that out and getjackets.com coming up in the next couple of days hell yeah well thanks ben um go jackets man and uh, we'll see you oh next yeah time. absolutely go jackets guys see you guys see ya all right so that was awesome i bought these for my daughter and she doesn't like capri sun don't like yeah, capri sun they're the lemonade and they're kind of sour and I bought uh, two boxes of them and I was like really and she's like I hate them I was dang. like so now I gotta drink all these Capri Capri, Capri, Sun. <laughs> Capri Sun's good man that's part of my childhood oh yeah and those little barrel juices yeah that were like different colors you know yep. yep yep I had one of, I had a Capri Sun for the first time the other day in years it sent me back I respected the pouch, too. Oh, yeah. Well, man, I, that was a lot. I did not expect. So he texts me. I got to get a group text between the yeah. three of us, by the way. Remind yeah. me to do that. But um, I thought he was gonna, He was talking about uh, Ohio State uh, decommit. That was the rumor. And then it's like, oh, Clemson and Florida State might be leaving. I'm like, what? I mean, when was the last time I was that shocked? Yeah, no, I was shocked too. That was uh, that was crazy. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Uh, I yeah, I didn't really know what to say. I hope it I hope it's not true because if those team if the Big Ten can get those teams, then there's no reason for them to get us. Uh, which is you know I was hoping for us to get in the Big Ten. But, well, I do think legally that is like I don't think they can. Like yeah. I I think they're it's kind of like they're posturing to try and thwart the ACC into some action. And I get Ben's point, like, oh, they might be thinking, well, we can just sit on our hands or locked into this deal. But why not be proactive? Because they're not going to forget you turn the screws to them when you could. And why not bring in more teams uh, if you can? Like, the Big 12 has done an excellent job. Like, exactly. you know, they lost their, their two biggest uh, markets, but they – they did everything they could to make up for that. Now, did they 100% make up for it? No, but they at least did something. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would love to see something like that out of the ACC. I just don't know. I mean, if we could, we could, you know, we could get, I mean, I guess Notre Dame is out of the question. Uh, that would be my number one target. But then, you know, Oregon and Washington are still at large, so. You know, if we could get them in there, it'd be a pretty solid. What a bunch of snooty, like, 
Notre Dame is so garbage. That's why I hate them, dude. Like, they think they're better than everybody else and think they're special. And they just... They're just a bunch of losers, dude. Get freaking pantsed every time in the in the uh, postseason. Freaking pitiful-ass program, dude. What a yeah, job. that's what, probably why they won't join a conference because they'd have to play a conference championship. Yeah. And, and they'll get beat and get knocked out of the playoffs. They're like, well, if there's no penalty, at least this way... We can back in into the, the playoffs. One, the one conference championship they ever played in got freaking blown out and ran off the field. So yeah, I mean it's just uh, don't even get me started on them, dude. But Rudy, Rudy. But the ACC should have used that opportunity to force them to join. Otherwise, like why? Why would you just let them come in and come out for one year? There was no benefit for us doing that for them. We could have said, okay, if you want to come no. and play this year, you got to join, you know? But the ACC just lets them, lets them run around. The ACC is like a cuck to Notre Dame. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, why help someone out with no benefit? And I'm sure Notre Dame was like, oh, well, this will go a long way with us eventually join the ACC if you let us yeah, do this. No. And, and, and the ACC should have said, great, let's put something in writing. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to put anything into writing? There's the door, buddy. There's the door. Yeah. We didn't have to let them play with us that year. We didn't get anything out of it. So. No, they got money, too. I think now that, like, hey, if you want to play in the ACC and not commit to anything, we're not paying you anything. Yep. Completely agree. But. Did you see, um, by the way, Rooster in the chat uh, talking smack when we have more SEC titles than they do? (laughs) We haven't been in the SEC since the 60s. Uh, He's like, oh, so we're talking 100 years ago. Well, I think when we have more conference titles than you, that is a fair fair point. I think so, too. And and we have more ACC titles than them, too. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. There's not a conference we don't have more titles than you are tied in titles for yeah. for you yeah. or with you. I don't want to um, – I don't really get any joy out of fighting with South Carolina fans. Though. It doesn't seem like much of a point. Um, of course, I'll defend us if one were to ever come after me. But, you know, we never play and we hate the same team. So let's all get along. How about that? Because I, I got love for the Gamecocks. They hate Georgia and Clemson just like me. No, no, we should be natural allies. allies. It's just I noticed that when he was talking about this conference realignment, and I was already a little agitated. (laughs) I was already on. Well, we're going to defend. We're going to fight back, too. And it just so happens that, you know, Georgia Tech is a much better program than South Carolina. Hey, and how long are we going to fight? Till we can't fight no more. That's how long. That's how long we're going to fight. That's right. Might lay down and bleed a while. That's all right. That's right. And fight again. Oh, I am woke. So so you're going to be there Saturday, right? Yeah, I'll be there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You want to ride together? Uh, Yeah. Sure thing. Maybe go to Vortex. (laughs) You'll love Vortex. You haven't been there, right? Oh yeah, I've been to. Oh, Vortex. you've been to Vortex. Uh, somebody. Well, I used to work downtown, and I, we would go there once a week for lunch. Dude, we went to Vortex the, uh, the last time I went with some buddies, and we got this quesadilla 
appetizer and it was like the most amazing thing ever but the bite was about that big there was there was four of us and you get four bites that big of quesadilla <coughs> and it was like yeah, it was amazing oh you can't see you can't see mm. my camera but it's not i, very, I can now not on your big, delay not very big is the point and it was amazing yeah. one bite but it was way overpriced and not much food at all uh, for what, for what? But I would get it again yeah. if it was maybe by myself. But but yeah, we'll go to the vortex. Sure. That sounds fun. Yes, I'll dig the vortex. I'm gonna see if my brothers are are gonna want to come too. We can order like the quadruple bypass. Oh, <laughs> uh, that <laughs> might kill me. But. I think it would literally. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, this there's burgers there. They're literally like meat patties stacked this high on buns, and I, the sandwich is probably like sixty dollars or something. I can pull up. And I think it's free if you eat it. Yeah, I can pull up the uh, a picture of it here. Let's see. Oh, Mojo, Mojo said we should go to the cheetah. Oh my God! Look at this thing, dude. God. Bring it up. All right, let's check this out. Okay. No. <laughs> what? 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 I just heard your wife say, do we have Wi-Fi out here? And you were like, no. We don't. No, we don't. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. We don't uh, have that. So. It was just a uh, very direct answer. Uh, check this out. That thing looks crazy. Oh, here's the uh, how many? challenge. Single coronary bypass burger, double, triple, and then quadruple. Look at that. Oh, my God. Is that like 20,000 calories? I don't know, dude. It's got fried egg and bacon and um, a bunch of, like, Texas toast and cheese. And that shit looks crazy, man. <laughs> and then they put it dude. on top of what looks like fries. Honestly, it looks really good. Tater tots and fries, it looks like. I might make a try at it. Yeah. I mean, damn. This thing looks awesome. But then we got to ride home together, and that <laughs> oh, could be a no. rough ride home. Oh, no. You're Ubering. <sighs> you are Ubering. Look at this guy. You think he was able to finish it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh... That's the quadruple bypass that uh, your boys are going to be attempting uh, on Saturday. Anybody from the uh, anybody from the chat going to the first Saturday on the flats? I wonder. That's a good question. Y'all let us know if you're coming. If you're coming, we'll see you there. We'll you know we'll both be there, and we'll be stoked to freaking hang out. Yeah, we'd love to see you. I you was see there, us, come on up. I was there last year, and I was just walking around filming, and, like, I talked to this guy for a little bit and chilled. I actually met uh, Mystic there. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I met him. And we saw him again at the uh, spring game this year, Hellgate. too. Hellgate. Yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, David says David he's says going. he's going. Ah, <laughs> jinx. <laughs> How about that? So. Uh, well, we'll see him there. Yeah, we'll see you there, David. Uh, I'm going to see about getting Brent Key's autograph on my cutoff hoodie sleeve. And, uh, that would be legit. Yeah. 
By the way, I'm just now seeing the X on Twitter. I don't. Why? I don't like that at all. I don't know. That's like so when they rebranded Dunkin' Donuts to just Dunkin'. Somebody. What does that do? Like for your company? So pointless. Such a unnecessary, pointless change. I don't know. It's just really dumb. Twitter is too many letters. What can we do? Yeah. X. That's two pen strokes. It's like that's the simplest it can be. It's like some. It's like something that uh, like a, a fourteen year old would think is cool. Like yeah, we're gonna call it X. You know? Well, back in the day, 99X was the best radio station in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, you're you're too young to remember that, but yeah. it was it was fire. Was it? Yeah. Well, now we got this old bullshit called X instead of Twitter, and it, I, <laughs> I don't like it much at all. So, Mike, I'll get Brody Rhodes autograph for you uh, for sure. If I I'll see get him. Brody Rhodes autograph, hell yeah. I'll be like, do you know how good you are on college football revamp? Brody Bryce Rose. has been playing you. He has? I don't, well, I don't think so, but people have been like um, – because I, I think Bryce has struggled a good bit on college football revamp, and they, they're like, you need to put in Brody Rhodes. That's how you, you uh, salvage <laughs> this season. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. C-Dog, Which I, I don't know. C Dog eighteen, my brethren, asks you guys or says you guys should get the Georgia Tech overalls. I actually have those. Where do you get them? I don't know. I got them for Christmas one year. So I'm sure I can find. Yeah. I, if I can find them, I will buy them. Do I they have them in my size? Well, they got them in my size, so they got them in your size. Okay, that's uh, good. Big size. Uh, maybe my wife knows because I think she's the one that got them for me or something. So I don't think they're very hard to find though because you can literally just look up. They're on like one of those fan sites or whatever, and they're really cool. Yeah. Problem is I don't wear uh, pants at all. So. Well, after the softball game, we all know how much of a fan of pants <laughs> I am. Sh- shorts are bullshit. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, um, I'm going to have to disagree, sir. Pants are the worst thing ever, and they don't really uh, need to even exist. So, I can't believe that. I wish I would have known this before we got yeah, this far. I'm, I'm not so sure how compatible we are. <laughs> you're, like, uh, you're like the guy that wears pants in the summertime. I love pants. I dude. wear shorts They're in the winter. Awesome. I wear shorts in the winter, bro. I never freaking wear pants in any situation, really. So it's like five degrees outside. You'll wear shorts. Dead ass. I will. Yes. Yeah. Well, you might have a dead ass after going outside <laughs> five degrees I, with shorts. I yeah. Well, I mean, I just don't. My legs just don't get cold. So my Nordic That's blood. Weird. Have you ever played Skyrim? I'm like uh, I'm yes. like the Nord. I'm like uh, a Nord. I have a fifty percent resistance to uh, frost damage. And that fifty percent is my lower half. So <laughs> it's my Nordic. Well, that's blood. good. It's my Nordic blood. Yeah. Yep. Does that mean your lower half is a hundred percent resistant, and your whole body is like fifty percent? You're right. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I just shorts are the freaking that. way to go, dude. I don't freaking need pants ever. I don't ever wear them. I just I don't think. So. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what else I'll do. I I will wear shoes, just when I'm chilling at home. What? I love shoes. What? I love shoes. Bro. Yeah. As soon as I get off work, my shoes and socks come off in the car, and I put on I'll put on slides to drive home, and then I'm like barefoot mm-hmm. in the house. And that's it. I don't know. I like I just like 
a lot of clothes on. I don't know. I I do like a good Shoes. hoodie because my top half gets cold for some reason, but my bottom well, it, my bottom doesn't. I'm I'm. Constantly. It doesn't have that frost resistance. It doesn't have the frost resistance. It's all in my lower half. Uh, so I have, uh, you know, I have a hoodie and shorts on most of the time in the winter. But. Can you ban Scott H? He says shorts are a type of pants. No, sir. And that's just not. That's just not true. No, sir. You have to. You have to take one side. Okay. All right. We're gonna. <laughs> all right. We're gonna do a poll. <laughs> we're doing a poll. Shorts versus pants. Well, we're gonna settle this uh, right now. No, I know how this is probably gonna go. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, but it's not gonna change my mind. You know, so people who say short pants are like 80 years old, by the way. Like, a junior soprano in the Sopranos would say short pants. You think so? No, I know so. He said he, he knew Moses when he wore short pants. All right, let's do, let's do a poll. Shorts, brethren, come through for me. <laughs> I probably want. Oh, there's probably like one percent of the people that really like wearing pants. Oh, this is bullshit. I can't vote on my own poll. Oh, I can. Hell yeah, I'm voting. That's stuff in the ballots, dude. Stuff in the ballots. Unbelievable. Look at all these, all this, this pants discrimination. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. And come through for me. <laughs> Shorts, I tell you though, shorts are what? getting you're getting blown out, dude. But here's the thing: like when we go to Vortex, you can't like unbutton pants, and it's nice when you need to let your belly out a little. You can just pop that button. You shorts, got all the room you need. Shorts are automatically expanding, and they just expand to whatever you're. Doing. But there's a limit. There's a limit to that. I don't think so. You can unbutton shorts just as much as you can unbutton pants. Dude, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, wearing shorts this is, right now. This but. is bad. It's 91% to 9. If this was likened to a college football game, shorts would be Georgia Tech and pants would be North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how offended I am that you associated me with North Carolina. I might never wear pants again now. I might be done with pants, guys. <laughs> oh, man. I think I'm going to call it. I'm going to end the poll. I'm going to stop the Are you calling it? Yeah. Do I need to give a concession speech? That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. And I'm going to take a victory lap, too, uh, because shorts <laughs> are clearly the superior form of uh, leg wear. But you know what? Had I worn shorts to the softball game, I would have had a scraped up ass from sliding. Yeah. I wear pants, no issues whatsoever. I'm smooth as can be back there. Well, I uh, I actually avoided sliding entirely <laughs> uh, or falling at all. So I was surprised I, too. So I did neither of those things. <laughs> I'd probably still be uh, I'd probably still be hurting if I had fallen. Did you see my fall? Were you looking in that direction? Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I saw it. And then I saw you do like a ninja backflip to get back up. And then I fell again. <laughs> <laughs> I fell a second yeah, time. Yeah, that was crazy. 
Dude, um, Raj's cousin came over. He was like, hey, man, are you okay? I was like, yeah, give me some space. This is going to be so freaking awesome. <laughs> and I do that, and then I fall. Like, almost, I did like an involuntary split. That was awesome. And he was like, yeah, that was really cool, man. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So I like the trash talk of Therese Armistead. Uh, it's very original and well thought out. You didn't, um, you didn't vote. You should have voted the third option in the poll there, Charisse. Uh, nobody voted, which I was, I was, I was excited to see that there's no Georgia fans here. But uh, this is what the stream turns into when uh, Benjamin <laughs> London leaves. No, they were doing it when he was uh, he was in here. Sir, Sir Uga was on one. Well, yeah, uh, I, I, I saw that, but I mean, I, as far as us, we you know we kept it, oh, yeah. we kept it professional. You see, we we uh, we clean up nice, okay? So yeah, we let we let our uh, we uh, let our inhibitions go whenever you know they're not around. But whenever it's time to get serious, we can do that as well. Yeah, I mean, how long has it been? It's been a long time since I even took my shirt off on stream, so yeah. I feel like we're moving in the right direction. Have you seen? <laughs> I did that one time for a video. I it was after the Northern <laughs> Illinois loss. I like I took my shirt off and I was like, I'm done. I'm an Alabama fan now. I'm treating myself. <laughs> I'm treating myself. <laughs> Treat yourself. Yep. Oh man. Is Roman Reigns the greatest Georgia Tech alum? Uh, I don't know. Now I'd have to think of who actually graduated. Like Calvin didn't graduate. I don't think he came back and got his degree. So I guess he's an alum now. I mean, I don't think anyone's better than Calvin. Also, you're talking about alum that includes like non-football players, or do you mean football? Oh, or do you mean football player alum? Yeah, then it's like Clough, who's like a cybersecurity yeah. pioneer, is building named after him. Mm -hmm. For the sake of the argument, maybe we go with uh, football. But I mean, I don't know. Darren Waller's the highest paid tight end in the NFL. Um, Darren Waller's the truth, dude. Me Megatron. I mean, as much as we'd love to say him, I mean, he, you know, his career ended early, and now he just runs like a weed factory or something. Um, yeah, that's how bad the Lions messed him up. Yeah. They don't want anything to do with yeah. football. Yeah, I can't wait for them to do that with Gibbs too. Jeez. I know. Like, can we get a break somewhere? Like, jeez. Yeah. Somebody said Jimmy Carter. Oh yeah. I'll tell Jimmy you who Carter's the worst now. is. Is uh, fucking Jeff Foxworthy. Fuck Jeff Foxworthy. Why do you hate Jeff Foxworthy? Because, is he like dude. a Georgia guy now? Yes. He freaking cheered on the dogs in the national championship or whatever. Fuck Jeff Foxworthy. He didn't graduate, though, I don't think. He didn't? Yeah, he did. I don't think he graduated. You don't think so? I think he went to Georgia Tech. I'm fairly certain oh, he, he didn't, didn't he graduate. graduate. Oh, okay. Still, Let's see. Well, if you transfer, if you transfer and graduate from somewhere else, are you not considered an alum from Georgia Tech? Do you have to graduate there to be considered an alum? I would think so. He attended Georgia Tech, but left just before graduating. Oh, That's I didn't know. I didn't know thing. he didn't graduate. 
Yeah, I mean, when you when you your whole career is literally one joke, I don't think you can put. Much you may stock be a redneck if you freaking cheer for the Bulldogs. Yeah, damn you can rephrase that joke. I guarantee you're a redneck yeah. if you wear red and white. Uh huh. Yep. So. Anyway. We've said everything. I think, yeah, I think we've said everything. We've said everything there is to say. Yeah. I do have a full day tomorrow, and I'm still straightening things out yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that, uh, I think we've done everything we can here tonight. We've gone from confitry alignment to recruiting to Saturday on the flats to pants. So Yeah. Uh that's the gambit. Yeah. It is. So I mean unless you got anything else to say, you wanna wrap it up here? Yeah, man, definitely. Uh definitely come out uh Saturday. Uh Sea Dog and I'll be there. Look forward to seeing all you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm gonna get some rest. Alright. Uh yep, yep, yep. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Georgia Tech Live show. And uh, it was a great show. And go Jackets, and we'll see you guys next time.